Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cerulean Roll. I'm joined by my two usual co-hosts, if you guys would like to say hi. Hi, guys. I'm, I'm Jamzy, and I play Nanette Silkenthorn. I'm Pro, and I play Ed and Mako. And let's get right into the recap. On the last episode of Cerulean Roll, Nanette walked across town after leaving Jewel with Delir. As the morning sun beamed down on her, she ventured her way back into the inn to have a talk with the rest of the party. And after a somber chat with everyone, everyone decided to head to the shops for a little bit. After settling And after settling their business in the town, they met up with Kishi and Mei once more before heading into the forest. Our heroes then confronted the playwright, Lucas of Vermont, and upon realizing that words were meaningless, they were engaged in fierce combat. And during the long and chaotic fight, Kishi was slain amidst the ferocious, or ferocious onslaught. As we pan into the scene, we are met with a crying, shocked, horrified Eldorus clutching Kishi in his arms after he let out a gut-wrenching roar. Kishi! Kishi! I'm so sorry! I could've... If only I was able to get rid of this noose, I would've been able to save you. You wouldn't have even been able to try. He would not have been able to eat you. And as he's clutching Kishi, tears are just pattering onto Kishi's face, mixing with the blood that is covering it in its hole, and it streaks down, pattering onto the floor. As you guys are standing there, what are you guys doing? Nanette is just still kneeling on the floor, just clutching her fists and she has her head lowered down. And what is Adric doing at this time? Um, in his own whole world right now because he's like he doesn't know what to do right now because he's like in shock. I I would say you are still halfway up the stairs, and at this viewpoint, you can only see Kishi's unconscious face behind Eldorus's frame. And at that point, you would hear 
a slap against the floor, and you hear, and this is the type of story I wanted to leave. My legacy, my goal, fully set. This man makes me want to say things I should not want to say. (laughs) You all really did play the part of protagonist well. And you see as he coughs up a bit of ink as it splatters onto the floor. And after he coughs up that ink, Eldorus gently lays Kishi onto the floor. And without saying a word, he begins to walk towards you, Adric. And as his feet tap against the ceramic tiles of this mansion, he calmly proceeds his way downwards. Adric moves out of the way to run past. He doesn't even give you a glance as he continues to descend these stairs. And he walks over to Vermont. His stance is confident. You see, Eldorus is barely even wounded from this battle. If I were here from the start, if I was able to fight from the start, and he looks down, you would not have been merely a challenge for me. And you see as sparks of electricity funnel off of Eldorus. I'm going to make your last minutes of life the most agonizing cruel torture I can because you ripped away one of the kindest and funniest people I've ever known even though you would say things I know that behind that facade was a genuine man and you took him too early And Eldorus kneels down and grabs Lucas by the throat. You won't die from this, but you'll damn well feel it. And you see as he raises his other hand into the air, you see his anchor, which was across the room, begin to turn into water and whips into his hand. He clenches it and he pierces the anchor through Lucas Vermont's leg, piercing him into the ground, cracking the tiles around it. Now you be good, and you stay right here. Your end is coming, and it will not be glorious in the slightest. (laughs) 
and he spits out more of the ink onto Eldorus's face. Now that's a look. And you see he collapses from the pain. Nanette, Adric, May. Let's go find a good place to give him a good burial. Yeah. Wait. Uh, can I see if I can, like, look for the rock? Since it's probably visible. Um, you would see it pretty easily. Amidst all this rubble and debris, you find a rock that is not too far from where Kishi had fallen. And it has his imprints... Some blood on it. Gonna pick it up. You walk over, your feet clacking against the same tiles. You have to hop over bits and pieces of the fallen roof. The crumbled rock. But you see the small rock that Kishi last held. Can it wait wait for me, Eldorus? It might be a a little strange, but I want to keep at least one thing. That's more than fine. Anything to remember him by. Okay. He picks up that rock and he heads for Eldorus before uh, rummaging through his bag and picking out the ink bottle. You hold this ink bottle in your hand. It's the same one your brother has scrawled many creations with. Sorry, Marco. I know you would have let me anyways, though. I told you the reason. And he opens the ink bottle and basically puts it over Nishi's palm before imprinting it on the rock. You walk upstairs and put this ink onto Kishi's hand, then putting his hand over the rock gently. And you see his small halfling hand can barely even wrap around this rock, leaving an imprint in the rock. That's that's good, right? Eldorus from downstairs gives you a, a nod. And, Adric, you can add ink-stained rock into your inventory. Oh, man. Okay. And... 
at this point, what do you guys do? Eldorus is just standing there at the bottom, holding this anchor into Lucas's foot. Uh, one of us should probably, uh, bring Kishi, right? Yes. Either one of you. Or both of you. Probably both of us. You... I will also say that Kishi's incredibly light. He is very, very small. I think Nanette saying absolutely nothing is just going to get up and pick Kishi up. You pick him up with such ease that it's a little hard to imagine that this was the same person that was so energetic despite his age. And as you pick him up, you feel the blood that was soaking him entirely is pressed against you. I'm just going to bring him down the stairs. You slowly walk down the stairs, your hooves clacking against the top. You avoid the debris and the rubble. And you make it downstairs. You see May is to your side. And Adric, are you also at her side? Yeah. You all stay very close while descending the stairs. Now, since you're alive, we have time. We have plenty of time to find Kishi a good spot. And Aldoris looks at you guys with these tear marks staining his cheeks. And framing him in an ominous light is the portal to Shadowfell, glimmering behind him. And do you guys walk out of the mansion? Yeah. Yes. As you guys begin to leave the mansion, the door is not even formed yet. It's half crumbled down to the ground as the magic is fading from this place. As you exit the doorframe, you see the golden light that was showering you with warmth and this clean air is now replaced by the deep, inky solidness of a foreboding forest. However, 
through the leaves of this forest. Pinholes of light still flutter through. And uh, where are you guys going? I will also mention that you see, well, you actually do not see much past the forest. Um. Are there maybe any kind of like clearings in the forest or yeah. um Nanette, you are very familiar with forest. Roll me that is a true. check with advantage. Uh, An investigation which... check with advantage. Okay. Or uh, investigation or nature, sorry. Uh okay. Oh. Um Nanette, you carefully look around the forest, leading Eldoris, Adric, and May through. You carefully trot along, hopping over bushes, walking through clear streams. The babbling brooks continue their bubbling. The leaves continue their following. And it trickles down like rain as before as you continue to walk you reach the outskirts of the forest not a clearing but the edge of this area and you see it transitions into a view of the completely the large trenches where ocean water is flowing through. You can see the side of the bridge that you walked into town on. And another thing you can see breaking through these forests are irreparable damage done to the island. You see once where the ivory tower in the center of town was is gone. You hear panic and screams. You see smoke. And on the opposite side of that, you see another large explosion. You see the ocean water that was being held by the desert is now flooding in and laying waste to the ravine below. So this ocean water is basically creating a tsunami below. And you are on a cliff that overlooks it all. 
There's so much happening. Nanette just starts to shake a little bit. Eldorus puts his hand on her shoulder, Nanette. I'd say here's a fine spot. I'm sure he would love to overlook this island. I didn't know much about Kishi, but I really hope he likes an ocean view. You see as tears begin to well up in Aldoris's eyes once more. And what do you guys do as you overlook this terror and you're holding Kishi? I will also say that despite the chaos happening around you, this is a pretty damn good view, and the daylight sun is casting its golden rays on all of you. Um, Nanette just turns towards Eldorus and nods. All right. Let's get him resting. Um, and Eldorus begins to dig a hole. Uh, Nanette, do you want to prop up Kyushi anywhere, or do you want to just keep holding him? I'll keep holding him. You keep holding him. He is so gentle. He has a face of not any emotion. His last one was fear before you all started moving him around. And his blood has finally stopped seeping out. And after some time, Eldorus finishes digging a hole big enough for him. Nanette starts crying a little bit again, and she just sets Kishi down. You... Gently place Kishi into the grave. As the sunlight catches him within this hole, it gives him the tone that he is slowly losing. His paleness of death slowly gets warmer before being blocked out by a cloud. 
as the wind drills more of these leaves into his grave. You see, May kneels down. And he puts his hand onto the ground. The grasses intertwine with his fingers. And you see as flowers begin to bloom all around Kishi. Making it look like a comfy last bed. He slowly stands up, and Aldorus just stands there for a second. Before sitting down, and you see he pulls out an old flask from his traveling pack. He uncorks it. To you, Kyushi. And he pours the alcohol into the grave. Is there anything else you guys would like to do? I remembered I actually had something from that island we found Kishi in, the bag of golden sand. Yeah. Oh my god. Can I, like, drop it around his grave? You sprinkle this golden sand around his grave. You see as the mild winds begin to blow. And his face, which Eldorus wiped down, gets covered in glinting gold. Gives a sort of familiarity, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And Eldorus kneels further, holding Kishi's hand in the grave. May you pass over well. And you see, as he unleashes this magic, this soft, flowing water that waves across Kishi's hand. You were a friend to all, Kishi. By the compass's grace, I'll see you again. And the water completely envelops 
Kyushi before creating a bubble around the grave. That should last a while, protecting him from anything, protecting his body from withering. Is there anything else you guys would like to do as you stare at this bubble, holding Kishi in it, surrounded by all these flowers? you guys want to stand by his grave tell me how long He's like sitting down, like hugging his knees. He's probably there for like a very good while. Probably like 30 minutes or an hour. You, you all sit there and watch as the sun goes overhead. And no matter how long you sit there, he remains still. He is eerily still. Any last words for Kishi? If not, we better carry on. Um, Nanette looks like she wants to say something, but she can't really bring herself to. Eldoris hugs you, Nanette. I'm sure he's listening. If you have anything to say. 
I'm sure he'll make fun of. I'm sure he's making fun of us right now. <laughs> yeah, he probably is, isn't he? Yeah. Tears flood Eldorus' eyes again as he begins to cry. I, I almost wish you were pulling my leg again. <laughs> I wish, I wish we could have had that bonding moment. Even though he didn't want to before. And Edric, do you have any last word to say? I think he's more mentally looking down. As all of you have given your parting notices. You wait for something to happen. And as much as that hope fills you, as much as you want to hear that he's fucking with you. That bubble remains untouched, unwavering. Eldorus pulls you all into a hut. Let's visit the casino for him sometime, huh? Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. Maybe we can hit the lot of something and make him proud. I'm sure I'm sure he'd be very proud of that. And we will. We will. Eldorus begins to walk into the forest again. And the nut follows. Eldrick 
follows to how hugging the the rock with his imprints closely. And as you clutch that rock, you continue forward. And May looks at the grave once more. And he nods and he walks behind you guys. And after a short walk through the forest, that dreaded mansion stands there tall, looming, though now it looked dreary. The ivory white of the exterior is covered in just ash. The rock no longer looks like perfection. It has cracks and seams. And papers fly out of the doorway as the wind carries them into the distance. Eldorus walks through the door. His head leaning downwards. And I presume you both follow suit. Yeah. Yeah. As you walk in, you see as Lucas lays on the floor with Eldorus's anchor embedded in his leg. The portal glowing slightly. It warbles just as Lucas is waning between consciousness, waning between life and death. Before you guys can go any further, Eldorus turns around and he puts his fist out to you. Tamako. Let's go. Let's go save him. Yeah. And as you guys are standing in this mansion, do you do anything or do you just walk into the portal? I think, specifically, I think Adric is walking with a little holiday. Adric, without a second 
glance, you proceed into the portal to the Ashen Seas, the seas beyond all seas. Nanette, are you doing anything? Um, I'm just not even looking anywhere else. I'm just going to walk through the portal. You also continue into the portal. And you see as May follows suit. And Alboris stares down at Lucas Vermont. You are such a pitiful creature. I would say man, but you've lost that title long ago. Now, in the honor of a man who I admired very much, And Eldorus takes out the star glasses that were on Kishi's face. He throws them angrily at Lucas Vermont. He picks up his anchor. I'm pissed he couldn't see you die. And Eldorus's blade erupts with this divine energy. At first, crackling like lightning. Then, the wrathful roar of thunder. Then, a seething burning flame. And Eldorus slams this anchor into Lucas's head. And you see as the divine energy begins to rip through him, cracking through his flesh, cracking through his bones. And as the ashes of Lucas Vermont sway in the air, Eldorus turns away and walks through the portal to Shadowfell. And as he reconvenes with all of you, you've been getting this view a little longer than him. But you see an endless red horizon looking like inky blood pooled across the sky. A raging red star hung over the forest. You see black ash begins to rain from the sky. Well, it continues to rain from the sky. Endlessly. And you see the forest that was once so luscious around you. Now malformed, contorted. The limbs of the trees spiral out like hands grasping 
towards the skies. And the grasses are tall, unkempt, and do not sway in the wind. This is exactly how I remember it. Yeah. Now we're here again. I have to say, it's not good to be back. But if it's something we have to do to get Marco back. I don't really care. My thoughts exactly. And as you are surrounded by the eerie, to say the least, surroundings, the trees creak. The bending of the wood sounds like screams of the innocent. You see, upon each tree, there are faces embedded in the logs, twisted and contorted in fields of pain. And you also hear a dreadful screech in the skies above. Oh, boy. And what are you guys doing? Nanette kind of starts to, like, hug herself a little bit with her arms. And she just kind of stands there. You hug yourself in this new and terrifying environment. And as you are starting to register everything happening around you, you hear as the portal begins to... disappear into nothingness. Eldorus wipes away his tears. All right. Does anyone have any idea how we're actually going to go about this? Because I think we've got one of the hardest parts about this out. That's a very good point. But I know what that ship looks like. Yes, who's just finding it. Adric, as you say that, 
you feel as your arm twitches in agony. It hurts. It's a burning feeling. Oh, what the hell? And suddenly, against your will, your hand points in a direction. What? Is it? Oh, the arm. Oh, your, your arm. I feel like I know exactly what this thing is pointing at. Do we follow it? It's probably giving us the direction. I would assume so. Right. And we have that then. Do you guys continue or begin to follow your arm, Adric? Yeah. As you begin to walk in that direction, your hand begins to slowly lower itself naturally. The pulsing feeling stops. Okay, it's back. To normal-ish? Well, we'll just continue on in that direction. Hope we find something. Yeah. And you hear another dreadful screech being let off in the sky. And uh, is there anything else you guys want? Besides go in this direction. Can we look around more? What exactly are you trying to look around for? Just the surroundings. Okay. Uh, yeah, roll me investigation check. Uh, any advantage you had with the glasses are now moot. You do not have them. Okay. As you look around, Adric, you see this area is eerily similar to the one you were just in. But you see... The mansion that was here is now gone. And as you guys continue to walk through this barren forest, there is nothing but black grass and small, subtle movements, but also terrifying cries. The screeches of a large beast in the vicinity. What is that horrible noise? Maybe we should tread a little carefully. Yeah, that's a very good thing to do, actually. Okay, who wants to roll stealth for me? You guys, you can do it with advantage. 
But if you're treading carefully, I need stealth checks. Alright, I better at stealth. I one. Eldorus has permanent disadvantage on stealth, so... Not I good. Okay. Minette? Huh? What? Huh? Do you have a... Uh, a plus on stuff? Oh, I've got a plus four. Oh. Okay, then Should I... Okay. Yeah, you can roll it with advantage. Uh-oh. <laughs> Advantage okay, is no, very much no, hold needed. Hold on, no, hold on, no, hold on. I got this, I got this, I swear. You got this, you got this, come on. I believe in you. <laughs> Don't matter. Okay. You, Nanette, duck down into the grass, and you begin to try your best to be stealthy. Eldorus, May, and Adric following suit. You guys follow this direction, and you see as a large shadow looms over you. Uh Then the beating of a large wing (laughs) and with a loud and sudden screech. This creature dives down, making a whistling noise, and lands in front of you guys. No. Oh, God. No. Everyone, roll me initiative. Bro, come on. Oh, my God, I'm going to turn you into a KFC. I'm sorry, Adric. Turn you into a KFC. We just got here, man. Shadowfell is a dangerous, dangerous place. This is the D&D version of walking into a door and there's a bucket on it. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Alright, Nanette, that is your turn. This bird crashes down in front of you. And as you get a better look (gasps) at this creature, it's standing taller than you. Its frame is wider than yours. Its muscles are rippling beneath its jet black feathers. Its beak is a silky and deep scarlet, and its eyes pierce through you with their roaring amber color. It shrieks again, and you feel the reverberations ripple through the air, making your stomach fall. Its feathers fan out and glint like razors in the red light of the horizon. And... Oh, my God. This creature looks at you. And it looks hungry. Nuh-uh. Jesus Christ, immediately you back else, up. You, uh, you are going to, like, disengage from it? I just want to get as far away as possible. You want to get as far away as possible, so you're going yes. to need to take a disengage action. Um, okay, okay. You run backwards. You 
skid through the grass and you kneel down. And you are now 30 feet away from it. And that is the end of your turn, Annette? Awesome. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else I can do. Then that is going to go to the bird's turn. As it screeches, it's a loud and powerful scream. And it is going to attack Eldorus, who is the next in front. That hits Eldorus. Oh, boy. It doesn't. For ten damage. And you see as Eldorus is suddenly ripped into by this beak, his shoulder completely caught in its maw, and he just goes, Oh my god, Eldorus, Jesus. Today is really a fucked up day. I swear to God, when I see God, and um, that is gonna be the bird's turn again. He is going nope. to. Okay, El- you see as Eldorus pries himself away from the bird, and his arm is dangling and bleeding. And that is going to go to your turn, Adric. Okay, well, I'm gonna throw an Elders blast at it. All right, you can do two of those now. Yippee! <gasps> the first one oh, hits nice. for sure. Okay, wait. I was supposed to roll the damage already. And roll your second attack. Come on, does it hit? Uh, that does hit. Roll your damage. Oh, thank God for leveling up. And, Adric, as you fire these beams, you feel as your hand pulsates and tries to drag itself in the other direction. The direction that you guys were pointing at. But you land these two screeching blasts into it. Its feathers all standing up as it faces the recoil. And I believe it's pushed back a couple feet because yeah. of your Eldritch Blast. Mm. Um, and that is going to go to Eldorus' turn. Alright, payback. Yeah. And Eldorus is going to run up to it and try to strike Put with that his anchor. That hits. I will roll both attacks first. Yippee. And that hits. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking ass. That is going to be 16 damage. And... 16 damage. Awesome. Good. That's still so good, though. You see as Eldor strikes fiercely into this bird. He strikes so fierce, he cleaves and decapitates it with one strong strike. Oh my god. Holy moly. And as its head spirals in the air, you see as another one of these birds swoops and descends down. Oh my god. It catches its fallen comrade's head in its mouth and swallows it whole. Oh my god. Did it just, and did it just eat a, a what? 
Shadowfell's crazy. Shadowfell, you've been here. Shadowfell's crazy. Yeah, I've been here, but I, uh, you know what? Okay, I let's, really let's get that down. May stands there, and he goes. I, I don't. I don't even know, man. May how about, how about you like stand away, but also close to us. He takes the disengage action and then goes to hide behind the net. <laughs> yeah, that's a good option. Hi, Nanette. Hi, May. <laughs> I oh hate May. Me too. It has been really eventful. And that is going like to go to your turn, Nanette. Okay. I I can fight from here, right? Yes, you can. You have okay, your Okay, awesome. Right, yeah, okay. And your spells. Yes. Okay, okay. Okay. Ooh, that start. hits for sure. Yeah. Right, Roll your damage. Right. You didn't hit. And even more, Ooh. I have more attacks this time. Roll Let's your go. second attack. Come on. Yeah. That hits. And oh, this feels Roll your damage. Oh my god, I'm actually doing something. That's my girl best friend. And for a strong nine damage, you pierce into this creature. And it recoils its, your arrow sticking into vital places on its body. It screeches that dreadful screech. And then you guys hear from the distance. What? And that hits. I will roll my damage. What are you talking about? You see, you don't even see, you hear as two bullets strike into this bird's head. One cleaving through its eyeballs, scattering its blood across the grasses. Then, as it, as in its last seconds of life, it turns to the direction where the fire came from. Then, straight through its beak and out the other side. What? What? And combat is over. Awesome. And you guys see, walking across the grass towards you, there is a shaggy-looking man, a beard that flows down to his chest, two elven-looking ears that come out of his white mass of hair. You see, jauntily placed on top of his head is a ripped cowboy hat and he is wearing nothing but rags and as he holsters his guns howdy there you new here Uh, yes and no 
Well, that's an interesting response. Uh, normally, if people get out of here, they stay gone. We have our reasons. Interesting, interesting. Well, it's good to meet some adventurers on the trail. And as you guys look at this man, this is who you see. Awesome looking guy. Look at that guy. Thanks for helping out, Ben. No problem, partner. It's all in a day's work. This guy's so cool. Yeah, uh, if you don't mind me inconveniencing you all, I do have one question. Uh, do mm -hmm. any of you have uh, blades of some sort? Uh, yes. Do you mind if I borrow him real quick? Uh, sure. Uh, you hand this man your your blades, and you see he begins muttering, I haven't gotten a good shave in so goddamn long. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> and yep. Yep. I fucking knew it. You see... As he begins to shave his face, only leaving a mustache above his lips, his red eyes glinting, matching the horizon. And this is who you see. Oh my god, there he is! <laughs> I'm gonna blow up! <laughs> Crow's gonna blow up! <laughs> Alright, Crow, get your mask. You're not allowed on this podcast. Sorry, guys! <laughs> Well, anyway, partners, if you don't mind me asking, what's your wait before I ask that? Let me introduce myself. My name is Callius Lockboat Jr., and he takes off his hat and tips it. You! It's the guy! We saw your dad! I I'm sorry, my daddy's long dead. Yeah, well, would, would you believe us if we kind of like. Saw his. He was made well, out of stone. It's really complicated, but he was like inside of this puzzle thing, like a very deserted, lost island. What in tarnation was, are you talking about? He, he was. He was only. He was only around for like a little bit before he had to uh, dissipate or something. I don't know the word. Well, that's startling to hear. Uh. I haven't been able to- wait, are, is it that island with the rocks there? The, there was like the, a big rock and then some sticks? It, yeah. In the, yeah, in the forest. God damn it! Uh, Sorry, I, I stayed on that island for two days trying to figure that shit out. Oh, uh, We figured it out because I really like puzzles. Well... That means y'all are gonna be mighty useful. Oh yeah, that he asked you to. That no, no, no. He asked us to give you his hat. His my, my dad's hat. Where yeah. is it? Oh, we have it on our on our on our ship, which is in a bottle. Well, our ship that used to be his. 
Yeah. You have my dad's ship? Yeah, we yeah, went we... through the trial. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, my... Listen here, when my dad died, he came to me in a dream and he said, You have to come to this island and do a puzzle, and then you deserve the right to be, you know, the Varmint Pirates. It's this old legacy thing he's always prattling on about. Mm. Now, I did not know that just this thing was open to just anyone. Um, I guess so. Well, it was extremely useful, actually, considering we... It it wasn't easy. Yeah, it was not easy, actually. Well, I'm glad I didn't have to go through it, and I get to see my ship. Uh, My ship now. My, it's mine now. It's, well, it's ours. Not yours. Ours. Yes, clarify. There's also two other co-owners to the ship. They are in the namesake forever. Now, that's an interesting way of phrasing it. Well, either way, I am bloodline to the person who gave y'all that ship, so I'd like to be included in this endeavor. I think that I think that's okay. fair. I think right. I think that's fair. Yeah. I just have a, a not really a small favor to ask of you. Kind of a big favor, very big. Kind of, it's a rotund favor. Okay. So, the man who killed my pops. Oh, no worry. Is... Oh, wonderful news then. Wonderful news. My arm points me at him. What? I touch a sword. No. Oh, you know what, boy? That's interesting, and I respect it. I would too. <laughs> Eldorus goes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> See, I, I, I know I know you guys know what I'm smart. And that just turns like, towards me. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just morbid curiosity. Nanette, as you look over at May, it's full face on, or hand on face. It's, it's like disappointment. <laughs> look at me. Like, used to this. I haven't known them for like two days, and I'm already so disappointed. You're disappointed? Uh, well, I wouldn't phrase it like that. <laughs> Sound like it? Well, it's more of like a you see a sword that, and I'm assuming no, 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 was, no, no, it no, no, was it in a corpse? Was it in a was it in a corpse? It was in a corpse. It was. In oh, a my oh my god! Oh my god! It was in the ship, and it was in a skeleton, in a dark room. He grabs you, Adric. <laughs> Please, no <laughs> more of that. Man, you were in. You were in a magic shop. Come on. Yes, I'm in. I was in a magic shop. That means I know when something look bad. Don't touch. <laughs> Well, <laughs> either way, <laughs> avoiding this situation entirely. <clears throat> Let's go kill some pirates. Yeah. I'm glad yes. we got someone else with us. Yeah, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what what's really motivating you to go after this man? He's holding my 
brother hostage, actually. Oh yeah, that's a bullet. That's a bullet in his head for Yeah, that that's a that's a really that's a really good motivation. Yeah. yeah. I I'm gonna try to put the bullet in his head, but you could also try to put the bullet in his head. We could just do it like a conjoined yeah, thing yeah. where well, we both put yeah, a bullet we, in his we, head. Like, yeah. I don't I don't have, I don't know how to over like aim or use a gun, but yeah. I'll use my blade. Alright, so You'll stab him, I shoot him. Uh, what do you do, big fella? Eldorus goes, anchor. He's pretty good at it. You you should see it. It's, like, pretty awesome. Alright, I trust you. I trust you and your anchoring. Yeah, I anchor pretty well. And, uh, you little miss. I, I use a bow, and I just kind of hold up my, my bow. Oof, that's a fine piece of craftsmanship. I haven't seen a bow like that since back in the day. Yeah, and, it came straight from my home, Lavanella, so... Oh, that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, quite interesting. Well, how about we get a move on, and I'll fill you in on what we should do. Before going to attack the guy who is ruining our lives currently. Yeah. Right. Uh, wait, we never really got to introduce ourselves. Oh, oh yeah, right. what's your name? Uh, that over there? I know, I should introduce myself. You can introduce yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, um, Edric? I'm Nanette. I'm Eldora Seawalk Draken. You must have heard of me. Ain't you the guy who chopped off my peepaw's arm? Ah, you, oh, you, mm. Well, at least someone remembers you. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like, I don't. God damn it, I gotta consider the name change again. No, Eldorus. We can call you people. Well, my people was just lucky you didn't get to the rest of them like you did to his crew. <laughs> what? Oh my What God. happened? You guys don't know about his whole deal? No. He didn't really get to stay around long enough. Hoo-wee! This man's the most terrifying man I've ever even heard of. I mean, he don't look so terrifying anymore. You gain some weight, little buddy? And Eldorus goes, Do not talk to me like that right now. Little buddy? buddy. They're the same height. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, I'd say as you guys continue the, the chattering, um, you guys continue on as... Callius starts leading you instead. You see every now and then he pulls out a bullet, shoots at something you guys don't even see, and then walks away. <laughs> Just casually going. <laughs> you see, like, spurts of blood where he shoots, and then nothing. What? What the... How do you do that? That's, like, awesome. It's the old lock boat. It's a little trick show we do. 
Our family was a big un with guns. My mama used guns. My papa used guns. Mm -hmm. Their grandpapa used guns. Their grandmima used mm -hmm. guns. Oh. Even our next door neighbor used to use guns. That oh. elven lady. What? Huh. That's insane. And uh, as you guys follow Callius, you eventually begin to walk into a town. And you see this town is in stark, stark contrast to the town you were previously in, in the material world. You see, the buildings here are this beaten down, just absolute train wrecks of buildings. It's these dusty old black wooden planks that are shakily and very structurally unsound looking. Um, but you do see that all the doors are open and there seems to be no one inside these buildings. you guys begin to walk through the town. And as you approach the center of this town, you see a large group of people on their hands and knees praying. Oh. What? Oh. You hear countless cries of help Please, for someone to help them. Now, this here is something I investigated a bit ago. Uh, it seems like the power structure of this realm, this world, has begun to shift since our good old enemy, Kabirian, came here. You hear one of the kneeling people go, oh, Pray to the compass, pray to the compass, please help us, compass. I know you only lead the way, but this can't be the way for us all. We can't, we cannot be locked in this fate. Help us, help us, help us. You see as tears are filling these people's eyes. And as you get a better look at the crowd, you see that intermingled with these praying figures are people who died right where they were praying. You see, you can't even differentiate the people who are living from the ones who are dead, though. The only difference is the dead ones aren't crying. Their skin is clasped so tightly to their body you can see their skeleton easily formed within it. Oh. What? This man really is just ruining everything. 
you see as one of these praying figures notice you approaching, and she turns to you. She goes, Saviors! Saviors! Saviors for us all! And she begins to crawl towards the group. Her legs are so atrophied and disformed, disfigured and purple, that they don't even look functional anymore. Oh my god. What happened? Uh, she clings to you, Nat. She holds you with these cold, icy fingers, with barely any blood running through them. <sighs> this land, all of it, has been corrupted. It's all been corrupted. Has the compass sent you? You look like angels. Angels. Um, well, um, we kind of came here on our own will, but still, I think this is something worth looking into. Please, please help us all. The four... Seas of Shadowfell. They quiver, they writhe in agony. Kings who have claimed the throne that are not meant for them. They sit there. They reign supreme, holding the crest of gods. No mortal should have the power that they do. Her arms shaking unsteady. If you don't mind who, who and what, well, Adric, you know the crest, right? Yeah. The heart. So does that mean that the rest of them are stolen too? Of course. Well... I and Eldorus is looking at this woman with like these very tired eyes for one but they are also filled with empathy don't know should we have to help these people. Yeah. The false gods. The false gods. They've taken over, lodged where the castles once stood. <laughs> Their power is great. And their numbers are greater. Uh, the creatures of more evil descent in Shadowfell 
flock to these ships, to these fleets, to these kingdoms. The power only grows by the day. All you would need to do is take away the crest. And, and handing it back to who they b- belong. We can try. And Nanette, this woman is still looking up at you. Her eyes are glossy and black, and they seem devoid of hope, despite her grasping straws. Yes, we... we can try our best. The first kingdom of the four. It looms that way. And... She points her withered finger over, like, straight ahead north. And as she points this finger, her hand loses grasp of your dress, and she falls to the floor and hits the stone with a thud. Oh. Mm. Miss? Unresponsive. These people have gone through a lot. The circumstances are dire, and it seems like we'll have to do this either way. If we don't take out the supporting men, the battle with Kyberian will only be a messy one. Yeah. 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 Well, it's good that we're going to handle both of these businesses. I was going to inform you about that, but it's best you see their destruction firsthand. The one who commands this fleet. If you remember how the material plane is left out, the land that would have been Sonara the main continent of the Karak Seas. That's where we're headed. It used to be the domain of the wordless king. But from what I've gathered by these villagers, it seems to be taken over by the, the famine. So we better get our asses in gear. Yeah. And uh, Callius begins to walk around the crowd over to the docks. This is where you can take out my father's ship. Oh. Oh, Dolores. Yeah. All right. Eldorus walks over to the docks, and he uncorks the bottle, 
and he points it out towards the blackened seas. As all of this ash is swirling around you, you see as spiraling out of the bottle is the water that surrounded the ship. The clear waters of the Carrick Seas are suddenly swallowed by the inky black depths of Shadowfell. Then the boat spirals out and crashes into the waters, and you see spouts of water spiral all around and crash into the land. And uh, Eldorus begins to head over to the ship. Eldric falls. Me too. And as you all approach your new ship, which is blending in quite well with the waters of Shadow, everything is just how you left it. You see as Gao hops off of Eldorus's shoulder and begins to mope around silently. Oh, oh God. You see he immediately walks over to where Kishi had his chair built. Oh. And he lays between the spikes. Oh. And he lets out a <laughs> oh. oh, this chair. Oh, right. Um, May, this is your first time seeing the ship. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like you described, it's very spacious. Yeah. And you see as Callius jumps over the side and goes, This is really something. God damn. I only remember the ship when I was a baby. It's pretty awesome. Ooh, yeah. This is... Um... Least to say, please, you kept it in shape. Yeah. And Eldorus, uh, without saying a word, just uh, walks over to the wheel. And he begins to power on the ship. And as his arcana floods through, it gleams even brighter within the darkness of Shadowpill. And what are you guys doing? Um, does Azric know where the cowboy hat is? Um... He would not know where it is. Uh, you could assume where it is, but it might yeah. not be right. Doris, do you remember where we or where you put the tablet? 
Oh, yes, it should be in the box right next to the door in the storeroom. Oh, okay. You, uh, what was your name again? I don't have very good memory. Ah, the name's Callius. Okay, okay, you, uh, Pat. All right. I'm gonna get that. You, Hat. (laughs) He nods and just walks down with that. Um, and Nanette, is there anything you'd like to do? <gasps> kind of want to go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> Real. Um, <laughs> it's been you, a <laughs> you walk downwards into the lower deck. You see everything's just how you left it. You see the dishes are still in the sink from when you and Jewel were cleaning up. The box she stepped on to help you is still there, too. Um, And you see her room door is still open, along with Kishi's. Is there anything else you would like to do, or just you're gonna go lay down? I'm gonna go lay down. You walk over to your bed, and you just face plan into it. <laughs> yeah. Real. And as you lay there for a second with reprieve. Uh, are you, you want to just sleep? Yeah. All right. Um, before you take a long rest, give me a second. Fetal Uh, position. Fetal position. Hugging knees. Fetal position. And, Edric, you walk over. Callius is following you. You walk past the kitchen, seeing the same sights Nanette did. And you open the door to the storage room. And you begin to see the chest, the crate that Eldorus was talking about. There it is. Ah, Just like my dad used to wear. You see, he takes off the beaded and battered one. And he puts on the much more preserved hat. And he also reaches in and grabs his father's pistol. Well, this should do us handy. Yeah, that's a pretty cool gun. Thank you. It's my dad's. It was his favorite gun. And he twirls it around his finger. This thing is going to be what kills Kiberian. If it's the last thing I have to say. I'll get to that And, Adric, is there anything else you would like to do? Um, after that, it's the same thing, isn't it? Alright, you walk over to your room. Um, you see May descends downstairs and he's like, Oh, this is pleasant. What an interesting ship. Um, uh, before you go, Adric... Uh, where am I going to be staying? 
Oh, you can make any room, actually. There's a lot. All right. Um, well, I, uh, he's tapping his fingers together nervously. I'll, I'll just pick this one. And he walks over and opens the door into the room right next to yours, Adric. He's so cute. He is. He's so sparkly. All right. And um, good night? Question mark. Uh, yeah. Good night for now. Okay. And Callius tips his hat to you as you're getting into your room, and he goes, "Good night to you, Phyllis." And he takes the room right next to Nanette, so Jules' room. And he kicks off these uh, very classy-looking shoes he was wearing and collapses on the bed. And as you all fall asleep, the oceans rock you like the best lullaby. But with the events of today... I knew it. Uh, I knew it was coming. Both throw me a wisdom save. <sighs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> With disadvantage, please. Do oh, not man. talk to us like that after <laughs> saying that I'm going to throw something at you. Oh, my numbers <laughs> got reversed. Oh, that's not lucky. Oh, that's really. <laughs> 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 Boo-hoo-hoo. I've been everybody hates me. Boo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Cry me a river. James <laughs> <laughs> the evil arc. <laughs> no! Oh, mamma mia. Okay. What did you just say? Oh, mamma mia. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, let's go into Adric's psyche first. Edric, as you drift yourself to sleep, the room feels cold and dark. You feel as if the intensity of Shadowfell is almost infiltrating your brain. And as you drift into slumber, the black ash hitting against the porthole like noisy rain, you find yourself in a deep black abyss. You see there are several structures around you. Broken down, albeit. You see one reminiscent of home. Large black pillars of bricks that are crumbling to the ground. Then, on the opposite end of that, you see a silky white manor with the roof torn off. Then, directly across from you, you see an icy ship 
and as you stand there in this inky, shallow water, what do you do? Look around? Maybe walk around? Roll me a perception check. Okay. As you look around, you see the ivory building, the mansion you just escaped from, the roof raised high into the air, and you see it crumbling down, and you see as suddenly you are pulled, yanked closer. It feels as if your entire body shifts with gravity as you are pulled towards it. And standing there, you see a distorted figure of Lucas Vermont. He is lacking a face within this entire carcass of ink. This cocoon. Tendrils of ink break into the tile, suspending him overhead. I do not want to see you right now. You see as this chrysalis begins to crackle and deform, and you see as Lucas burst from it and lands in front of you with a hefty, heavy thud. No. Even after I die, I'm brought back to tell another story. Ready yourself. And you see as Lucas pulls out the Incan spear. And he lunges towards you. What the hell? But suddenly, before you can react, you shift positions. Suddenly you are on top of the balcony. Suddenly you feel powerless. Suddenly you feel scared. This draft of chilling wind blows down your spine. There's a rock trembling in your hand. You see the battle raging down below. And what do you do, Adric? What? 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 What do I do? You feel an array of emotions. You feel fear, anxiety. You feel dread. You feel... You feel scared, primarily. You've never felt such an intense fear. As you clutch this rock, 
you see as your handprint fits the size of Kishi's. And like a scared, quivering child, you stare helplessly. Then you hear as feathers begin to loom overhead. You see, as you look up above you, you see the black hole spiraling endlessly. What's running through your mind, Adric? I mean, what's running through my mind? I'm staring at it like, what is happening? As these feathers form this black hole, you feel as it suddenly crashes on top of you. Your body, for every second it's in this black hole, it feels like agony, 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 agony. Your bones cracking. Your orifice is crumbling. You're bleeding. Your wounds begin to open wider and wider and wider. suddenly you were on the floor and the dream shifts perspective again Adric you now are holding Kishi in your arms Kishi and you hear whimpering he opens his eyes and he goes it hurt so bad it hurt so bad Patrick help me I'm so scared he said no Patrick it hurts I'm right here Kishi I'm right here and you see as his body goes limp as you beg and shake for him to wake up his head snaps towards you what? and in his head in his face you see Lucas Vermont what <laughs> and Adric you suddenly sprung up and you're in bed And Adric, your heart is racing out of your chest. You are feeling innate fear. Roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh my god. Oh my god. You panic. Your head feels like it's going to explode. You're feeling this pain in real life. Your body is trembling and quaking with all of this emotion and fear and pain. And 
you can't sleep for the rest of the night. Oh my god. So take a short rest for me. And Nanette. As you drift and sleep parallel for Madrick, you feel exhausted. You feel the weight of the world clinging to every one of your muscles, pulling you down deeper and deeper into an anxiety-induced slumber. Nanette, what emotions are you going into this dream with? Just so much. I mean, I think there's a lot of stress. Like, she can't take a moment to escape from everything that's happening around her, but she wants to. As this stress burdens your body, you lay in this fetal position, hugging your knees. You feel a falling sensation as you are swarmed and blanketed and blanketed and blanketed. You feel as this endless barrage of silk robes begin to wrapping you up. You feel this great sense of claustrophobia. And while you are being enveloped in this barrage of silks, you crash into the ground. Can I move? Yes, you can move. Okay. You, assumably, you start peeling layer after layer after layer after layer of silk away, allowing you to breathe. But the more you go, the it feels like the silk is endless. Come on. You can't help but grab and grab and grab until suddenly you feel a hard thud on your back and all of this silk unfurls. And as you look around, Nanette, the cold, icy ship is at your back. And you're holding it. You're on the floor of it. What? What? You see as Jewel sobs, leaning against one of these barrels. 
crying. Jewel? You call out to her. She continues to sob. Uh, Jewel, hey, I'm here. <laughs> Jewel. <laughs> Please. Do you reach out? Yes. You feel as your hand goes through her and she goes, In that Eldorus Andre Kishi You guys didn't tell me I was going here. I didn't know I was going here. I'm sorry, I... How will I know if you're safe? How are we gonna know if they're safe? Sure. I'm sorry. Never. Nanette, you keep trying to grasp her, and your hands fumbling through her. Nothing, nothing, nothing. You just want to give her a hug, but she sobs and she continues to go. <laughs> How will I know if they're, they're gonna be safe? How will I know if they. If they die. You see she's clutching her hair, squeezing her head. She's curled up into a ball, and it only shrinks as she compresses herself in this ball of emotion as tears flood her face. Please, I need to do something, anything. And Nanette, as she says, how will I know if they die? It echoes and reverberates into the darkness. And within a blink, you blink once, and suddenly, you're there at Kishi's grave. Oh god. You see, as it begins to writhe... In his grave. He looks uncomfy. He looks to be in pain. Kishi? He burst out of the bubble and the flowers. And he looks at you, Nanette.
He grabs your lagnanet. I wasn't ready to go. And as he says go, that booming echo repeats, flooding through your mind. And you feel as the entire island begins to rumble and crack beneath your feet. I'm, I'm sorry, I... I wish I could have done something. I... And as the island begins to crumble, you feel a rift between you and Kishi as you're suddenly pulled apart by the moving plates beneath you. Kishi! I had so much I wanted to say. I know. He points at you. Help. And as he says help, the hopelessness the feebleness of that word rings and rings and rings like a tolling bell that needed to be chimed. And then you see a calendar flooding before you. You see the months going by and you see as the Sun Eater breaks through the ground, and as his claw tears through the earth. Nanette, roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh god, okay. Nanette, you bounce upwards in bed. This anxiety rings through you. You feel shaky. You feel as the entire world is spinning around you. And at this point, you would also hear as Adric uh, suddenly springs up from his bed. Nanette, you have the ability to go back to sleep if you want to. Otherwise, take a short rest. Um. I think I'll just try to go back to sleep. Nanette, you steady your heart. You try to calm yourself down. And you lay back in your silks. Drifting away again. And... Adric, as this swarm of anxiousness is spiraling around you like an endless tornado, what do you do? I think I sit 
on the bed, like, with anxiety raising, and I'm holding my chest. You clutch your chest. It's compressing and decompressing fast, fast. Your breathing is hurried, unbearable. Your lungs feel like they are burning. The air feels thick. And your hearing is dulled. And is there anything else you'd like to do? No. Are you just going to sit in your bed and contemplate? Yeah. All right. As you sit there, these feelings not leaving you alone. You can't get any rest. And that's where we will end today's session. I love D&D, guys. Welcome to the end of today's session. I am glad you have listened all the way through. And I hope, even with all the turmoil and grief and sadness, I hope that you'd rate it a five stars and share this experience with your friends. Thank you all for listening.